something inside so strong, I know that I can make it. That has been so true for me throughout my life, that moments of when I didn't think I could make it, and I found that, I found that hope somewhere. I found something that became strength to me, hope to me, confidence to me. We've got my good friend ways this week, Martin King. How are you getting on, Martin? Hi, fine, thanks, Derek. Fine. Great to have you with us on the podcast, and I'm so looking forward to hearing what you've got to share around these things about something inside so strong. And uh, what does that bring up for you when you when you hear that song, Martin? Is there any anything specific for you? Oh, they're funny. There is something specific, but it's probably nothing to do with this podcast, you know. <laughs> uh, unfortunately, uh, I watched a program uh, a long time ago about Outswitch, uh, and then the next morning, uh, the DJ that I was listening to on the tranny, he'd watched the same program, uh, and he played that song. Uh, I mean, I thought of the prisoners, you know, how they get treated, but how they fought, how they dug deep, and how they hung on, and how they didn't let the enemy defeat them. So that song has kind of got a wee special place in my heart after watching that documentary and then listening to it the next day. So it kind of does fit into this podcast, but a wee different context. You know, just going back to the beginning of the initial ins- inspiration for this, I have a dream. I'm about to speak at a retreat. I'm preparing something, and then I have a dream. And the dream, the dream changed my direction because the dream almost gave me this vision of here's what you need to talk about to this specific group of people. And the dream was I was in a prison, and I wasn't. I was in prison twenty odd years ago, and uh, this sense of complete freedom was was taken away. You are restricted, you're confined to this space. And it was in a it was almost like a kind of like some Russian Russian or American prison that was like, you know, the wasn't it like your your hospitals that some, some prisons can look like nowadays in a hospital room. You you were in a, a, a bare cell with a cage uh, sliding door. And in there you had limited options, very, very few options about what you can do with your life. When we're free people, we can go where we want. We can generally go into shops and distract ourselves with a million different things. But in here, I was I was very limited. And I had this desire that I need a Bible. And what, what that was communicating to me was this importance of the, the main source of hope, the main source of life and truth for our lives is the word of God. And we shared in the first couple of weeks about, you know, Jesus quotes in, in Matthew 4, that man shall not live by physical food alone. Mm. We don't just depend on physical grub. We, are, we need spiritual inner food, truths that make us free, Words that bring life and light that come, it says, Jesus said, they proceed, they continue to come to us from the mouth of God. So really he's capturing this inner need, inner hunger, need for this spiritual nutrition, really. And so, you know, you saying that, 
that you when you think of what the Auschwitz uh, prisoner war camp, where where the Aussie Jews get murdered. You know the things that that got the people through was something inside. And so, so the day we're moving a wee bit further on, and you've got a great story to tell around these things, but I'll, I'll just, you know, set the stage with And what we're going to focus on today is one verse that really excites me, and it's really grown in me, the, 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 um, the truth and the impact of it. It's for James chapter 1, verse 21. James picks up where we left off last week. He picks up where Jesus left off, really. Because we're talking about pulling the weeds out, rooting, being rooted and grounded. He says, get the weeds of wickedness and filthiness out of your life. Get rid of them. And in its place, receive with meekness the implanted word, the implanted truth, which is able to save your souls. Now, he doesn't give you a big parable of Jesus. He just he just gives you straight. Get rid, and we do all this other stuff. And receive. Receive the word. Receive with meekness the truth that is able to save your soul. These words are, are, are so important. Receiving something is so important because unless we receive things in the right way, it will only work for us. The word meekness here is a controlled strength. It isn't a weakness. It's a picture of a strong-willed person who has learned to submit his will to a higher authority. He isn't a weak. He is controlled. He's no defensive and negative. It's a wild, fierce will that's under control. That's what it's mentioning. And how many of us men need to hear that this is what I need to choose to do like Jesus, Matthew eleven twenty eight, learn of me, I'm meek and lowly in heart. Meekness that I've learned to submit my will. I've learned to not be defensive and negative. Touchy. I receive things as a child almost that is able to accept those words that are able to save my soul. Martin, your experience recently around this has been profound. And, it, and that's... that. Uh, journey that you had the other week there mm -hmm. when uh, God God said to you, you know, when you asked a question about replacing something, can you share a wee bit about that? Just to make this word real to, to the listeners. Yeah, yeah, no bother Derek. <clears throat> I'm doing, just before that, I'm going to read the, the, the same verse, but I'm going to read it in the message. Mm -hmm. uh, well, it, well, it says, and it really, because we've been going through the case to freedom, when I read this, I was like, oh wow. So in the message it says, so throw, so throw all spoiled virtue and cancerous evil in the garbage. In simple humility, let our gardener God landscape you with the word, making a salvation garden of your life. Mm -hmm. And I was like, wow, wow. After getting through the keys to freedom, the roots and fruits, you know, and then reading that and then thinking... Right, okay, how did that apply to my life? Well, I was going through the keys to freedom uh, and I was at Healing Life's Huts and I actually read the question that it says. It says, Holy Spirit, I release to you any pain that I have suffered in my life and even in my body because of this memory and I invite you to heal me the very root of this memory 
as I hand over all the pain to you, is there anything you have in exchange for me? And what was the pain? What was the, what was the pain around, Martin, just to let him know? Okay, so the the, the, the pain uh, was run about, uh, run about rejection, right. run about abandonment, so right. it was stuff that I had dealt with, but this, this had really brought up again in Healing Lives Hurts. Right. Uh, so I went into quiet time, uh, and then practically immediately I got, you always have been protected. And you always will. So I was like that. I just sat with that. And I was like, okay, that, that's marvellous, you know. Uh, and then I had to I got, get ready and it was going to work. But with my wee devotional that morning, it pops up in my phone. Mm. And what really caught my eye was the word pr protection, mm. you know. Uh, on my wee devotional on the the the, the U Bible app, uh, and Psalm Psalm 121 seven eight popped up, but it said protection in my wee pop up, so that's when I went. And then I went to Psalm 121 seven eight. Now mind this is what probably about an hour and a half after receiving that you will always be protected. And Psalm 121 seven eight says. The Lord will keep you from all harm. He will watch over your life. The Lord will watch over your coming and going, both now and forevermore. And it just sealed it, Derek. It was like a stamp. You know, you get the stamp of approval on something. Or the, the ring, remember the old ring with the, the, the wax? It was like a stamp of approval, you know. And where I have been in my life, the journey's been uh, difficult. You know, you all know my story, well, the guys that know me about self-reliance. But since these these uh, scriptures, God's been planted into my heart, my life's been transformed with them. And that was another seal of approval, you know. Can I ask you, just to have, have the understanding of why, we, why was God affirming to you that I will protect you, I will keep you from all evil, what was behind your your fear or this belief of I'm I'm going to be abandoned or rejected or not been protected? What was behind all that? Just so everybody can know how important this word was in the deliverance and the saving and the freeing of your soul. Okay. So without getting into too much details, uh, in Healing Life's huts, there were three big huts and they all involved abandonment and rejection. One came from my mum. Well, really four. My, my, my father abandoned me. I never knew him. Uh, but that, so no known my father. It's kind of it's kind of funny. You can't really get hurt with somebody you don't know. But that was a hurt, really. So there's four. But the main three was a hurt came from my mum through abandonment. A hurt came from my granny through rejection. And a hurt came from my granda through rejection. So they were my core beliefs growing up. And they were my core beliefs my full life. So when I received that word, looking back on my quiet time through my journey, because God has revealed to me how that I have been, he has been there, you know, but my self-reliance has really stoked him doing his work to, to the to fill as he could because I was really in charge, you know. But as 
up to recently, up until December there, God, the last three years, has really spoke to me in self-reliance. And for December, he's been giving me scripture and affirmation, one after the other, until we go to this one, you know. So he's always been there. Uh, I just didn't recognise he had been there. Amazing, mate. It's amazing that, and that's what jumped out at me so much of the miracle of this, because this isn't we're just we're trying to let you, the listener, understand that this isn't it's no like for the most saintliest, you know, this is this is the this is the ongoing work of God. This is for everyday. Mm-hmm. You know, that Martin clearly if you if you understood Martin's story there, when you understand it, the thinking the beliefs that were formed after what was happened to him as he processed that as a young person have played out the rest of his life. And while, as you've reflected and dug and cultivated the garden of your heart, the soil of your heart, these things have come up going, what's that there for? I need to root that out because that's contaminating and polluting how I interact, how I relate, how I interpret life. So that specific question was about can you give me in in this lies place? The thing I've been believing through all these experiences. And I mean, how quickly, how powerfully he intervened and gave you that scripture for Psalm 121. And it says, the Lord's my keeper. He's my mm-hmm. protector. Even when others haven't protected me, that's what, I've, that's, what, that's what you were identifying. I'm not protected. I've been abandoned. I've, people don't come through for me. He said, I will never, uh, I will never, no be your keeper and protector. I will keep you and protect you from all evil. I will keep your life. That was absolutely so powerful. And what this word says in James, and the saving of our souls. So it's important to understand that the word save here is sozo. And it isn't just like this shallow, this one-dimensional thing. The word save means to deliver, to heal, to make thoroughly whole, (laughs) which I think is so good. You know, because we're actually saying, like, you know, if you're sitting here listening and you've been feeling so imprisoned, confined yourself behind all sorts of doubts, behind all sorts of hopelessness, trapped and stuck behind walls of fear, anxiety, needing released, needing set free for yourself. And I'm, I'm sitting here knowing I've been uh, running, running new groups this week and the experiences I've had with people are just sitting quiet and things have been said to them that have changed, that have, it's been absolutely miraculous. But it's all about this. The goal is to release the soul. Release the soul for the prison that, you know, that the, the suffering that their beliefs are causing them. That's what it's, this is what it's about. Well, I've actually I've experienced the same I've experienced the same myself this week. Eh, we guys are working with eh, and two guys in particular. Eh, and they actually had the same they had the same word but with different contexts. Eh, and it was all around about freedom. You know, one one guy was left to eh, Galatians five one and it's all about freedom. Uh, and then another guy in quiet time 
God handed them a sledgehammer. Uh, and the sledgehammer was to walk, knock the wall down. And I asked him, I says, what, 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 what was behind the wall? And he says, freedom and God. <laughs> I was like, praise the Lord. Yes. You know, so see, see, seeing and to give, to give God room, you know, to give God room today, what he does is absolutely marvelous. Yeah. And then actually to see I'm working in people's lives exactly. is absolutely fantastic because I can't free anybody. I can't release anybody, you know. It's giving them that space and letting them do what it does best. Amazing, mate. And, and one other point that's important to talk about is the engrafted word, the implanted word. And that, there's, a, there's a, a wee image online I saw that, you know, it's like two, two bits of a twig or a, a branch being grafted together meaning they join or unite as one by grafting. So what he's saying here, receive this implanted and grafted word. Why? Because the, when, this, when a wild stock gra is grafted to a maternal stock, it will eventually inherit the goodness of the good source and bear good fruit. <laughs> oh, and what does that mean for us? When you get that word, we, we're like us all, we can hear things but just be so stuck in our pain we don't receive it. We have to have that meekness developing in the meekness to be able to say, I submit to this, I humbly accepted that. Because what happens is that word gradually will become a part of our life and our natural life will gradually absorb the divine characteristics of the word. Mm -hmm. So the truth that makes us free will eventually sink into us and we'll become free. Yeah. And uh, so, and then the next part is about this word that can save our souls. It's like, that take that serious. Dad, wake up to how important this is. That lazy continue to listen lazily and casually. When these words are that important, because I've had this for years, I sat with people and they'd hear for God, it's not that important. It's, 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 they don't place the value that, that should be placed on it. You know, when you're hearing, this is get the ability to save and heal and deliver and make my whole soul thoroughly whole. All this brokenness and the fragmented parts that's been, that's been causing such dysfunction all these years. And, and, and we can listen without that intent, without listen, we casually and lazily listen. It's, you know, so it's so important, this engrafted word that is able to bring the divine characteristics of freedom, of power, of peace, of restoration and healing into your lives. You know, that's how important us placing a value on it is. Mm. I think it's such a valuable point, Derek, you know, because like you spoke about, and I don't know what you spoke about in the podcast last week about the, the parable of the sower, you know, how, how quickly the seed can get snatched away. And it's something that we spoke about a few weeks ago in the men's group about chewing the cud and about how the cow chews, chews the grass. And then I found out that night the cows get four parts to its stomach and it gets through a process to take every bit of nutrient out the grass before it disperses it. And that's what's important about these words. It's not just getting the word, it's getting back at it looking at it, reading it, finding out what the words are about, and then getting back at it again, 
and letting it sing. And then when that happens, then joy comes because it sinks right and it's like that nutrients that that cow does tune the cud, you get it. But if you leave it, which I've done in many, many times with scriptures in the Bible, just left it and moved on to the next bit of information, moved on, that'll fix me, this will fix me. It's about taking it and sitting with it and saying God's act, the God that spoke into the universe has actually spoke to me here. Take heed to what that says. You know, sometimes it just can flies out of heed. Great point, man. Yeah, absolutely great point. You know, so what we're, what we're inviting you into the day, you know, this laying aside, getting rid of, weeding out the rang hangs, but receiving with this controlled strength, you, you know, we, we can all be strong-willed, you know, wanting our own way, but that meekness of being able to say, ah, ah, I'm submitting my will to a higher authority. Not in a defensive, negative way, but in a, a submissive way that still strength, takes strength, real strength to do that. And uh, and then allowing this implanted word and, and, and feeling the, the, gra the, the gradual um, absorption of the power and the truth and the freedom that that word brings into my being that, that then saves and heals and breathes and makes my soul whole. So we're finishing with this idea, delivers us for what? You know, because you might be asking, I hear all that, and you know what you need. <laughs> you know, you know what the prison walls are in your heart and your mind and what you believe that keep keep causing you to be so defeated and running to things to medicate yourself. You know, that we need saved and released and delivered from the things, the suffering we experience because of what we've what we've learned to believe, what we've what we've what we've became to believe about you know the situations in our life. And I love this. This is Romans one. Apostle Paul uh, says something similar to James here. He goes, I am not ashamed of this good news, this gospel, because it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone who believes. And really, you know, the saving of our souls happens by the power of God, uh, the intervention of God, bringing a word into our spirit and replace of the lies we believe. Mm. So, Martin, can I ask you just as, as, uh, to finish by just praying that for those, you know, your experience, uh, like praying for those listening that need the same experience? Sure, Derek. So, Father, thanks for the day. And Lord, you say, this is a day that the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. But, Father, sometimes it's hard to be glad. It's hard to be glad when we believe these, these lies. It's been deep-rooted in us since childhood. So, Father, I'm praying. I'm praying for the listeners that this is a two-way, this is a two-way relationship. We have to actually pave the way a wee bit. We have to actually be brave enough to stop running away from our pain. We have to go towards the pain. We have to identify the pain for Jesus to come in and heal it. If we keep running, we will just keep creating more pain. And it's hard not to run away from the pain, but we need to stop and we need to question it. We need to question what's going on here? What's happening here? 
what is that feeling? Why am I acting like this? Why am I doing this? And we need to stop. And then when we stop and we actually, when we stop and we explore, and you see it says in John, you've got to know the truth before it sets you free. So when you start to know the truth about your pain, then you can invite Jesus in to heal it. And then once that process starts, then you can surrender and then you can actually start to hear the voice of God. But unfortunately, when we keep on running, we take ourselves in our pain ways. So it's about stopping running and it's about standing firm and just stoning and just saying, no, enough's enough, no more. I'm not going to deal with this, but it has to start with us. You know, I heard in my college, it says, my wound is probably no my fault, but my healing's my responsibility. So I need to take responsibility for my healing and stop running and stop medicating and letting Jesus, Jesus in and do what he does. So, Father, I just I, 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 I pray that everybody listening takes heed to that and everything is done like an analogy of a garden, takes heed to that, takes the roots of fear and rejection and abandonment and shame, takes them all out of their life. So I'm asking all this in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. This has been the Freedom Fighter Podcast. Thanks for listening, everybody. If you want to connect with our services or you want more info or details about upcoming events, connect with us online at www.freedomfighter.life or drop us an email at info at freedomfighters.life. Until next time, God bless you.